Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Over the Top. It's match week 29. My God. And we've got yet another Bruno Fernandez masterclass this week. We also had an Ederson disaster class, the Fred Redemption story. Who would have ever thought? And uh, some more stern brow action from Carlo Ancelotti. Gotta love it. I know I love it. This is Kyle. I've got my man Justin here. What's up, dude? What's up, Kyle? We still got full stadium, so we'll see how long that lasts, too. But God, well, I know here in Seattle... Definitely wasn't the case this weekend. Right. I mean, we, we don't, match. you know, we're a soccer podcast. We won't talk about that too much. But, you know, with the coronavirus going around, I mean, we see it in Italy. Well, we're in the epicenter in the U.S. We here, are in so. the epicenter, especially I live in Kirkland, Washington. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about that city now. Yes, um, if you've never heard of it now. Um, yeah. So it, it's interesting, but stay safe and be smart and Wash be your okay. Hands. Wash your hands. That's right. Uh probably the best advice I, I mean i don't i don't know what's going on with spurs if they're not washing their hands or like what's going on there uh but they just like they're coronavirus they're acting, spurs interesting segue okay i i, I mean you. they're not they're acting like they is it a fitness coach is it some sort i don't know what's going on there um we won't get into it they're not a featured game thank god but thank god for um, my own mental health I'm really glad that we pushed that away so yeah that's good i mean kyle we kind of have to start with the manchester Der- derby though yeah, it's the only place to really start. I mean, honestly. Manchester has been red this season. The double. I think United's first double since 2009-10 season. Yeah, who It's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, who you think thought? of United as early in the decade. They were really good. They are making yeah. Champions League finals. They're winning the league with Robin Van Persie and Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. Uh, first double since 09-10. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And probably the craziest part about it all, after seeing how the whole season's unfolded and watching United, and I wasn't that surprised. By this specific result, the double, I'm surprised. The double, I'm surprised. I'm uh, really surprised. Because at the beginning of the season, looking at the two teams, if you had told me they would have done the double over Man City, no way. I think you're crazy. It's, especially after the transfer window when they didn't sign right. a striker, right? Right. Like, no way. I'm like, oh, United, what are they doing to themselves? Lukaku, Sanchez, who yep. is kind of a flop for United. but oh, I mean, Kind of. Yeah, kind of. You know, um, just a little bit. But anyway, like, not even replacing them with anything and then getting nope. a Gallo in the winter, obviously. But he's just yep. starting to hit form now. I mean, it takes time to ramp up. So That's right, yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, this goal, this first goal that United scored, I mean, we'll get to that in a, the, the controversy in a second because yep. I can't deal with it right away. But quite a training ground goal, Kyle. I mean, that Bruno Fernandes yeah. flick. Woo! Yeah. Saucy. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, let's try to veer away from VAR. Some people say the free kick should have never stood. But that it was the perfect training ground, um, you know, free kick routine bruno fernandez also just quick on his oh quick yeah on his toes you i know? mean like uh like trent alexander arnold against barcelona last year yeah. caught him napping a little bit exactly kind of communicating on who's guarding whom and everything exactly. and martial's was like oh thank you yeah so bruno fernandez just uh while he you know he places the ball down and within a second or two he catches the you know city back line kind of maybe looking in another direction trying to right. organize themselves and then he just gives it a little flick over the top Doink. and uh you know Anthony Martial's also quick onto it, you know, credit to him and um hits a nice volley that got to say Ederson, Ederson should have done better at his yeah. near post, but I wouldn't say it was in the, like, oh my god, that's the most egregious error I've ever right. seen, but it's still a save that you want to make as a top-class keeper. Right. Sure. And he is a top-class goalkeeper, but uh you know, it was it was still a nice goal. Um mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandes though. They're just there are these players who, you know, you can always talk about athleticism, speed, uh, shooting ability, dribbling, technique. There are some players who just 
the game slows down for them and they just see it and it just they pull the strings bruno fernandez is one of those players absolutely it's, just, it's like a mental thing it's a mentality thing it, you know Bruno just seems to get it, at least so far. It's early days. I mean, no time off between really the the Portuguese league and this league and the Premier League, and it's taken him zero time to adjust, Kyle. Zero. And it's weird because day we were... one we said he looked like the United's best player, even in a yep. draw and losses and everything. But I mean, they're unbeaten, and I don't have it up in front of me. I think seven games in all the competitions yeah. right now. I mean, I think it's kind of close to the run of wins that got Ollie the job in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty amazing because this whole season, we've been bashing. We've United. been bashing him, and especially Jesse Lingard too. I mean, that's been a big punching bag for us. But yep, still is. Still I mean, is. yeah, he does not like he played. Um, and and Ollie too, but you know, I guess we'll probably end up being a little less of a punching bag for us here on out. But um, Kyle, I want to yeah. give credit to someone we've bashed a lot in the past, especially in our pre big release episodes. Um, Who's that? Fred Kyle. Yeah, Fred. Fred, I mean, we yes. were bashing him even last season and the season before. We were calling, I mean, just in casual conversations mm-hmm. between you and him, one of the worst signings in Premier yeah. League history. What was it, 50 million pounds? Right, it from looked, Shakhtar. It, it looked, looked crazy terrible. all last year, halfway through this season. But Kyle, I have to say, in this game, and especially in this run of games they've been on, yep. he's been good. He has it's been, been good. good. It looks like they've got a nice midfield partnership there with him, McTominay and Bruno Fernandez. It'll be interesting when uh, Pogba comes back. Right. You know, what, I mean, what happens? I mean, who's, they, who's have, the they have to sell his ass, but like Matic, too. I mean, I thought he played pretty well. Yeah, that's true. Whenever he's gotten the chance. Um, yeah, no, suddenly it it's amazing how much better one player can make a whole team. Because now Fred, knowing he doesn't have to go forward and create, he's basically the engine room now. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Maybe I didn't watch him enough for Shakhtar. I thought he was more technical. But he's really not that technical of a player, but he does have an engine. And he, you know, he is box to box and he gives him energy. And yeah, you got to give him credit. And he scored a couple goals too. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, Kyle? Uh, transitioning to City now. Uh, you know, they had 72% possession in this game, which, I mean, even for a Pep Guardiola side, that is a, that is a large amount of possession share. Right. Right. Uh, and, the, you know, they had a couple of close chances. They had the cross that Gabriel Jesus could have done better on. Mm-hmm. But they, they didn't have that many threatening moments, Kyle. At least it, yeah. at least that's what it seemed to me watching this game. Yeah, I mean, their threatening moments were close calls, call, called off by VAR. Oh, and then Probably, the, the Guero goal that was right. really close, man. It was, I just, it, was, yeah. it was close, but, you know, these decisions did seem barely on the right side yeah you know they didn't get hosed i don't think i don't think they got hosed but they also like they didn't create enough chances no they, didn't. They, they looked weirdly blunt in attack and you know maybe a big part of that was the performance of juan basaka right back he totally seemed to shut have, down sterling honestly he really did i mean he had sterling's number on almost all the the one-on-ones and i think it was not until city brought on mares that they started to look a little more dangerous do you think this is an excuse or relevant, Kyle, that without Kevin De Bruyne, City are a different team? Uh, they are a different team. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, they, they lack that – I won't say they lack that cutting edge, but he gives them all kinds of cutting edge. Would you say – and this is totally off the cuff here – that Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the Premier League? Yes. 100%. So if any team, if you're missing the best player – 
arguably in the Premier League, you're gonna hit take a hit, no matter how much quality you have in your side. Right. Yeah. And and it's crazy because we've seen how good in attack the uh, that city is. I mean, they've been great in going forward all season. And uh, the one game, De Bruyne, I mean, he didn't start this. Did he come on? I guess No, he was not in the 18 today or yeah, well, during this game, I should say. Oh, yeah, he was injured. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy how a team that's great going forward looked blunt without him. And that says everything you need to know about Kevin De Bruyne, honestly. Right. Uh, one other point. I mean, how bad does it look now that City just didn't shore up their defense in the summer and in the winter? Yeah, uh, I mean a center yeah. back for this team. If they bought some center backs, one or two in the summer, I think this Premier League season could have been entirely different. Way different. So I've got a question for you. How how many points has it cost City to not replace Vincent Company? I mean, just off the cuff, Kyle. You mean you have to say at least ten? Oh, at yeah. least, at least, Definitely. right? I mean, there's so many games I can feel like, man, if they just didn't give up that early or late goal, and they'd have to be chasing instead right. of different game scenarios because goal changes the whole yeah uh game flow and so i have to say at least 10 if up to 15 probably in that range which is it sounds extreme it's that's a lot of points but without buying and sharing up that defense especially with the laporte injury that didn't help at all um but if you paired laporte and another really good center back i feel like this team would be entirely different they'd be one of the best teams in the world right and i still they're still not far I mean, off from being one of the best teams in the world, honestly, right, even right. though they've had a poor I mean, Premier League season. I mean, they season. still beat Madrid somehow, too. Yeah. I mean, who Madrid, you can say that they're not at their best either, but... Yeah, I mean, best team in Spain, though, at least well, they for were. now. Um, Barcelona's back on top now. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they lost okay. a bit. Madrid lost a bit. None team. of the Spanish teams are that good. Anyway, that's neither mm-hmm. here nor there, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I would say it cost them 15 to 20 points. I would even go that far. I, I think City have looked great all around... But they're vulnerable, always. Could you imagine Juventus's backline with the rest of City? Oh my god, <laughs> unreal, unreal. And and you know that yeah. I mean, this is total fantasy land, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I know they were looking at Delict too. So you know, and I think they've looked at Benucci well, Delict has been eh, this season. That's but true. I mean, it's a big adjustment for him mm-hmm. going to a big club. Uh, one yeah. last point on City, Ederson. I mean, not a yeah. game to remember. I mean, obviously, we mentioned that first goal that you know we both think that he could have done better on. But I'm not going to say like I'm not going to kill him over that. Like that's just unfortunate. But then the second, the second goal. I mean, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Bad mistake. Um, and that was what really kind of. I know City was pushing forward, but this was. These two weren't the only two mistakes that Ederson made. Oh, there was that other he, one where he, was he got shaky. that clearance where Martial almost got on the end of that for yeah. another goal where he, Ederson just got that under his feet. So right, bad, right. But. but, but you know, Ederson, he is one of the best keepers in the world. Has to be the best at distribution. But that second goal, complete misthrow. Threw it right to Mc, I mean, McTominay. Yeah, I mean, he was expecting was also, Mendy to run for it a little more, but still, it was not but good. Still, it was sloppy, and was he was sloppy. off his I line. I mean, it was the end of the game. I think you're yeah. trying to make something happen, right? It's, yeah. But, like, that, that was awful. Not a game for him to remember. I mean, not, not any major ramifications coming from this by any means, but it was just a bad game. No, I mean, I don't. This game ultimately doesn't really matter for City's season, no. but, uh, you know, there will be some fans in Manchester who on the blue side of town that aren't that happy about it. But. I mean, you, we always joke, uh, the empty hod, you know, yep. like not many city fans, they're plastic. But the ones in Manchester, they have some 
like real Manchester City fans there through thick and thin. Yeah, my but, understanding of football fans in Manchester is the ones from Manchester for the most part are City fans. I've read like seventy percent right. City fans. Over and and yeah. United has fans from I mean, all over global, the UK. Yeah, you know, and especially in England, you know, every part of yeah, which it's is kind of like the Yankees, right? I yeah, mean, it's, it's understandable, yeah. you know, or. I mean, I guess I was going to say the Patriots, but everyone kind of hates the Patriots, right? It's kind of like the Yankees, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. The Lakers, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, back to Ederson. Got to say, both goals, probably his fault. But in the end, end, I I think United deserved the win. I mean, even with 28% possession, which is crazy. I mean. Yeah, so real quick on United. um, We've been bashing them all season. Mm -hmm. Things are looking a lot different now. Where do you think they'll finish? And two, should we give Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer credit? Um, I mean, I'm not going to change my prediction. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I still am going to say Wolves, even though it doesn't look as good right now. But United perform. We've seen this all season against the good teams, which is crazy. But they play that counterattacking football that works really well for them. Yep. But the, the, the teams like Wolves, who have done it really well against United and other teams, when United have the the majority of possession those they don't they don't know what to do they don't have an identity as much and it's really hard for them to break down teams that really stack up and mm-hmm. put put everyone behind the ball now what i will say is bruno fernandez has really transformed them since yep. he's came to the club and it's really changed the outlook of that club mm-hmm. uh even i mean i thought he would be good but even exceeding my expectations yep. so far and even Pogba coming back too. Which, yeah, I which, mean that's I mean, always a whatever. Mark. Um, I still am going to stand by my prediction of sixth, mm-hmm. but I mean the na- the gap is where I'm confident about that is definitely narrowed. Yeah. What do you, what do you say? Uh, I think United fin- um, gets Champions League next season. So the, you think they're going to finish fourth or fifth? I'd say fifth. Okay. Uh, but you know they're getting close on Chelsea's heels, and Chelsea. If if they've proven anything, they're incredibly they're inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, and but then again, so are United. Yeah. But I, I mean, do legitimately think Bruno Fernandez and Pogba coming back changes them against teams that park the bus. So I I think United finishes fifth. Uh, hate to say it, um, I'm not sure I'd go as far to give Ali credit. I think. I mean. I mean, who gets credit? Ed Woodward, the players. Who's who's the players? Okay. I think the players are playing well. I think the the players have responded to someone like Bruno Fernandez who wants the ball all the time, and suddenly everyone else is thinking, oh, wait, okay, if I make this run, I can actually get the ball. He can get it to me. Uh, I think it's it's a mentality thing that he's just sort of changed the general quality of the whole team, and I think that bodes well for them. For sure. Uh, another team in that fight for top four is Chelsea, Kyle. And we mentioned them just a second ago, but how streaky they are. But my God, 4 0. They just blew the doors off of Everton. It wasn't even yeah. close. Like no. Everton even looked like a Premier League team in this game, to be honest. It looked like no, a it FA Cup game against a fourth division side, like Gillingham or something, like a it, team Tottenham lost to or something. Yeah, who is it? Colchester? Colchester, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Everton looked terrible. And this was an Everton team that people were also thinking, wait. Are they? Are they? Are they? Ancelotti's. Yeah. I mean, if they won this game, it would have been entirely different. They might have been three points off the top four race. Would have been ahead of Spurs, I think. Right. Uh, Well, it sounds about right. I don't think so. Or at least close. They would have been close. They would have been one point behind Spurs. Which is amazing for how bad Everton were for 
the majority of the season. But um, yeah, um, this put an end to that really good run of form for Everton, and Chelsea just bent them Le- over. I mean, let's talk about Chelsea for a second. So yeah. some interesting lineup changes for this game, Kyle. Yeah. So we're going to start with the back. Keppa, I mean... He's back, baby. He's back, baby. I mean, he got that start in the FA Cup against Liverpool. Looked Perform- good. Looked good. Made some good saves. Got a got another start. Mm-hmm. Um, Caballero's been starting for a while now. I mean, at least for a month about and a month. half. Yeah. yeah. Um, kept a bat. Kept a clean sheet. I mean, you have to say Everton looked lifeless in this game, so we'll see what that turns into. But yeah. I have to imagine he's going to get another start after this. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be. It's not like Caballero's been great while he's been gone. Right. And it's, it's just been a you know symbolic gesture I, I still think lampard probably wants to get rid of him in the summer right just doesn't seem to fancy him but um kept has done well and i mean it's not like he had i mean i mean he still game. has a lot of mistakes yeah. i i agree with you i don't i don't think he's staying but interesting nonetheless yeah. Yeah, uh, another th- another guy who played on this uh, in this match, Willian. I thought Willian. I mean, I guess you never really he rotates a lot in those positions, so you never who's gonna know who's gonna start or not. But yep. uh, Willian had a great goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, no one closed him down. Everton lifeless, but yeah. gotta still give uh, Chelsea credit. And uh, you know, two people who really stood out to me on Chelsea's lineup yeah. were the youngsters, the young guns, baby. They're they're doing the business for Chelsea this season. I know they add a level of inconsistency to Chelsea's team, but Mason Mount and this kid that I had never seen play before, Gilmore, Billy Gilmore, Billy Gilmore. I was like, I don't even know his first name. Yeah, honestly. Billy Gilmore. But this kid um, almost does, plays does, kind of. Does he? Does Jorginho need to be worried? I I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I that spot is up for grabs. And especially with Kovacic injured. I mean, Jorginho has never been consistent like I mean, he's played convincing. He's played a lot though. He has, but Gilmore adds more going forward. I mean, with Kovacic injured and Golo Kanté injured, I mean, Gilmore might get some playing time. Oh, I, I mean, bet he will for the sounds like he's coming back soon, but yeah. Yeah, but I I you know, after seeing Gilmore, I assumed, oh, he's a little guy. He's probably an attacker. No, he's a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. Uh, even though he's small, he dictates play. But unlike Jorginho, he always looks forward. He's got a really nice touch about him. He's a Scottish guy, right? Yes. A young Scottish think, dude. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of him. And, you know, the, the lone army that came back just oh, keeps, yeah, on, keeps uh, on growing. Goodness. It just keeps on pulling up uh, success for Chelsea. Kyle, transitioning to Everton here. I mean, oh, what is there to even say about? I mean, they have forty percent possessions, three shots to Chelsea's seventeen. Uh, more fouls, more yellow cards, one corner kick. I mean, I mean more I than. Even know, I didn't even know where to start with this. This was just a pathetic, awful performance. I. What's crazy is I think the stats like make them sound better than they actually were because just watching the game uh everton were second best to every ball they didn't they didn't seem to have any effort or cohesion and just watching they look a lot worse than they did even statistically i mean they just lacked energy and spirit man just when you thought everton would turn the corner and try to i mean neither you or i thought they'd get back in the champions league race but maybe like you know, try to play well towards the end of the season. They yeah. they do something like this, and it just really sours my 
thoughts around the whole Everton football club. Yeah, it, it, for me, it shows there's only so much a manager can do. Ultimately, it, it comes down to the players. And I, I, I'm not sure if I'd say the honeymoon period is over with Carlo Ancelotti. I think he's got them going in a good direction. But um, yikes. Yikes. Yeah, like WTF Everton. I think the best terrible. news to come out of Everton is Calvert-Lewin signing a new deal until 2025. That's right. So they got a uh, couple of good young attackers going forward. I don't know how long Richarlison will stay. Yikes, yeah. I don't know if Moyes Keane will start to play well. I bet he will. I bet. I mean, he's a good young talent. He's got to get some playing time by somebody soon. But they, you know, they've got some good young attacking players. So, I guess that's the silver lining, you know. But yikes, it was really bad. Nothing else to say. Nothing else. Should we move to rapid fire? Let's do it. Kyle Lester four, Aston Villa nil, and kind of blew the doors off in the second half. I don't. I'm not sure whether to start with Leicester and saying they played well. I let's start with I Aston aired, Villa. I err more on the let's, side let's, of Aston Villa. That was terrible. Terrible. Let's I start mean, with them. Um, the, the kind of goals they gave up. I mean, we know what Leicester awful. does to the non-big six. They kind of dominate. That's what they've oh, yeah. done all season. I mean, minus their recent play, like their first half of the season, they were just dominating those clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Pepe Reina. I don't know what he was doing on that first goal. No, trying idea. to come out. You think he's faster than Harvey Barnes, like a 21-year-old kid or however old he is? Like, no idea. Made it easy for him. Very easy. Um, second goal at the beginning of the second half. That, <laughs> that Tyrone Mings handball. I mean. That was kind of interesting to me. What I don't are know. You doing? I, I mean, I still think it's a little harsh, but uh, I, I don't really have a big argument for it. Like, it's still dumb. Either. It's still a dumb play, but I, yeah, I mean, he he basically handles the ball kind of with it's his like shoulder. It's shoulder. It's like intentional shoulder, though. Oh, one hundred percent. He reaches his arm slash yeah. shoulder down, and it, I don't know what he was thinking, but I don't have a big problem with it. But it did look like his shoulder um, in replays. But anyway, I mean, two 0 after that i mean if you're gonna do that through your shoulder why not go with your head right and knowing the kind of defender mings is you know mings would have he he puts his body on the line if anything else and so i don't know what he's thinking and then goal three and four happened and then it was just kind of over um lester i i think it was important that for them to win that game uh chelsea winning um manchester united winning Leicester have hit kind of a rough patch of rough form. Rough patch of form. We've we've said that how much they've had that easy schedule upcoming, um, but it's only as easy as if you win the games, right? And they right. really dominate this game. And hopefully yeah. for them, it can turn the form and really just capitalize on these lower teams. Absolutely. Up. I mean, I, I overall, Leicester have got it in the bag. They they should. It I would mean, take a colossal colossal screw because up. The, I mean, yes, they're only eight only eight points over united with nine games remaining they play some cupcakes they've got an easy run probably the easiest run of any of the teams left in the premier league liverpool two bournemouth one kyle uh started a little shaky for liverpool i mean who found out you have to say a bad run of form for them that's right um but they ultimately came back in the and won the game Yep, yep. Klopp not happy with the first goal uh, from an officiating standpoint but promised i wouldn't go there yep um more of the same from Liverpool, though. Just grinding out a victory, yeah. not really playing well. Salah and Mane scoring. You know, they shut down Bournemouth for the rest of the game, but started off worrying, but didn't really end in a worrying fashion. No, really, no. You know? So, um, I mean, they dominated the stats. They had 74% possession in this game, Kyle. I mean, a lot of that due to Bournemouth scoring early. I mean, but I mean, yeah. Liverpool answered in the first half. So. They did, yeah. Uh, both goals in the first half, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if yeah. I'm right. So. 
Yeah, I, this this game, more of the same from both teams. Uh, Burnmouth are in trouble. They're in a really bad spot. They're in a really bad spot. We've talked about in recent weeks how tough their schedule is in, yeah. the, in the next run. I mean, Palace and Wolves next, but that might be the, the kindest part of their schedule. Then they got Newcastle United, Tottenham, Leicester, yep. Man City. I mean, that's, yeah. ju- that's just awful. So yeah, <laughs> worried for worried for Bournemouth for sure. Netty Howe. Um, yeah, they're definitely in the relegation fight. Uh, Arsenal, the Gooners won West Ham nil in the Battle of London teams. There, uh, Lacazette came back to save the day off the bench. There, not a good performance from Arsenal though. Mm, this was good. a kind of performance. This was a kind of match where I almost it almost felt like West Ham deserved a goal. At they least. did. I mean, they had more shots than Arsenal. Kyle. They, they didn't. They didn't play that poorly. Uh, Arsenal didn't really seem to show up or have any energy. Um, it's weird because they had a lot of the ball, but you kind of like how the city game. They just didn't feel like they were going to do anything with right. it until uh, Lacazette came on and you know inspired mm-hmm. the win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, West Ham, another team that could be in trouble. I mean, they're tied with Bournemouth on points. I mean, they've really they've got really that, made a mess of the season. They've got that tough finish to the season. You know, Bournemouth also do, and that will probably work in their favor. Um, I mean, Mark, I, I do, I do think West Ham will survive, but it, it's they they need to start doing something. It'll be close. It'll be close. Uh, real quick, where do you think Arsenal finish? Above Tottenham. Um, let's go to oh. Sheffield one, roasting them. Sheffield one, Norwich nil. I mean, beside, we were talking pre-show. Um, like, is there any other team besides that Leicester 2015-16 season? That have had more one nil wins nope. than Sheffield. Like, nope. Good God! I mean, they're just grinding out results, kind of. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Mourinho's Chelsea teams and Conte's Chelsea teams. You know, while they also ground out wins, uh, they scored more than Sheffield. And Sheffield—that's their favorite favorite scoreline. I mean, the they have the second best defense in the Premier League, Kyle, behind Liverpool. I mean, that should say it all. Yep. And they're, it says it all about the manager, honestly. And their offense, Kyle, is below Brighton's. Wow. They've scored 30 goals this wow. season, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 15th in the Premier League. So they're 15th in the wow. Premier League in offense, second in defense. So that tells you all about the 1 0 score, score lines. And that's almost surprising because most people who watch Sheffield, while they don't score a lot of goals or have a you know, a goal scorer, they play some good stuff. But I wouldn't say they're a they park of the bus team. No, though, not at right? all. They yeah. they attack and they pass the ball nicely, move as a unit. I mean, they had Norwich had more possession in this game, but I think that a lot of that do, uh, goes to Sheffield scoring in the first half and Norwich yep. being a very desperate team right now. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, is there any way out for Norwich? I don't think so, Kyle. I, I think th- they're the the, the if, if any the team doomed. is doomed. I think them and Aston Villa are not looking good right now. Um, even Aston Villa has more of a chance, but Norwich just dug themselves in too big of a hole, I think. I think so. I think Norwich will continue to impress and impress in the sense of they're the best 20-place team I think we've ever seen, but I don't think they have enough to get out of this problem. Palace won Watford nil, Kyle. I mean, when Watford goes and beats Liverpool 3-0, they lose 1-0 to Palace, Kyle. And it's the inconsistencies of this team. Um We've said all these season that they have talent. Right now, they're sitting in 17th. Um, I mean, they're in it till the end. It's it's frustrating. It's it's very frustrating. 
Yeah, it's weird because I feel like there are a few games that we could blast off in outer space. This being one of them, wasn't a great game with lots of quality, but Watford, yeah, what what's the deal? When when Gerard Delafeu is injured as he is now, uh, that's a problem for yeah. Watford. Yeah, uh, he he gives them that cutting edge. I think it's hard to ask a player like Sar to be their main man. He's young, what 20, 21 years old, new signing, new league. I mean, you He'll still give have to you say, some... do a Corre, Sar, oh, yeah. Pereira, Dini. Like, that should that should be fine. That, right. Yeah. Right. Andre Gray coming off the bench. Like, you would yeah. you would think just by name value alone, that should be a 12th place side at least. But Yeah, that's right. But but Palace, I mean, talk mm. about another team who can grind out results. Yeah. If, if they ever win a match, it seems to be 1-0. Yeah, I mean, they're at 39 points now. Obviously, they're, they were safe before this game. They're safe after. Um, Roy Hodgson. Doing well. Yeah, another season for up in the Premier League for Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah. Yep. Southampton nil, Newcastle one. Kyle, um, the team you hated in the preseason, Newcastle United. <laughs> uh, Southampton did get a red card in this game, but that's right. Man, what about Newcastle? Yeah. Well, when you say a team I hated, as a club, I actually really admire Newcastle. I'm think... talking about their prediction. Oh yeah, I thought now. they were doomed. Yeah. yeah. They were doomed. Um, I was wrong. You were. I also thought Everton would push for Champions League, <laughs> and that Spurs would finish in Champions League. <laughs> so, uh, so that tells you all about your predictions, right? My, I mean, I did pick Ars- my predictions are dog shit. I mean, I did pick Arsenal. Arsenal to finish in the Champions League in the preseason too. So. What's worse though, picking Spurs or Arsenal? To I mean, it's finish? looking pretty comparable right now. Yeah, so. I mean they're I mean, a mid table. It's a mid table derby right there, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, back to the actual the actual game. Um, Newcastle, they really lack quality, but there are two players that add all of their quality on the whole team, basically. Um, both relatively new signings. Alan St. Maximan, who scored in this match with a nice goal, you got to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miguel Almiron, the mm-hmm. MLS product. So. Yeah, he's starting to show up more this season. He is, and I, 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 he needs more end product, but it's starting to come. But, you know, these are two players that are kind of live wires, and... Um, add a lot of excitement so i think it's more of the same from newcastle they won't really invest in the squad fans will be frustrated they'll somehow stay in the premier league uh when there's so much potential but yeah they really eat this one out southampton though kind of surprising but it, you gotta say they're safe right? oh yeah they're, they're probably safe i mean one point behind newcastle right now at 34 but yeah that's seemingly pretty good right now with nine games to go at 34 points then yeah, I can't imagine they'll go down. Yep. Uh, two mid-table teams, Kyle Burnley and Spurs, tied one-one <laughs> Saturday morning. Well, nothing that I said wasn't true. Um, oh, I I didn't say that. Uh, Burnley twenty-one shots in this game, Kyle. Yeah. Um, Delhi Alley penalty in this game tied it up. Uh, At least they made a penalty this time. What do we think? Uh, what went on in this game? Was this Mourinho? Was this the players? Is everything? Uh, what's what's going on here? Uh, I Keep ultimately, yeah, fire. ultimately it's the players. But Mourinho started with a back five, with five center backs. His wing backs were two center backs: Tonganga and Vertonghen. That's true. I don't know in what universe you'd ever think that works. Uh, Tongi and Dombele. I don't like that. After the match, Mourinho <laughs> personally criticized him, but at the same time, after watching Ndombele's performance. Dude looked completely uninterested and like he was unable to run. So, 
Elise LaCelso uh, totally changed the game. By far the best player on the pitch, but not good. Um, Burnley, it's not like they played great anyway. But I mean, they had 21 shots, Kyle. This is a week after they parked the bus against Newcastle. Yeah. Where they had four. What does that say? So, I mean. It says it all. I mean, I, I guess they're at home. So but, that's I mean, kinda, a, a 17 shot net is not still that shouldn't signify. Yeah. And, and lastly, the game that we're gonna blast into outer space, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Wolves nil, Burnley or it's not Burnley, sorry, Brighton nil. Uh, I feel like Brighton is dragging all these teams down into the blast them to outer space game of the I, week. I hate I hate them. We have hated them. I mean, we? Wolves are like these goal scoring machines, all these suave great players, and they're just getting dragged down by Brighton, which is just a shame. That's a yeah, totally is a shame. I hope that Brighton are the ones that get dragged into that relegation fight. I mean, I mean they're, they're there. in it. They're there. They're yeah. in it. I have to say though, Wolves, you got to you got that's a game you got to win though if you're going to finish in Champions League. You have to win that game. I mean, they have West Ham and Bournemouth coming up sandwiched with Olympiacos games, yeah. which we'll see what if they even right. go on. That's an interesting oh, story. Man, that's right. Um with the uh, Olympiacos owner contracting mm-hmm. coronavirus. Right. So we'll man. see what that is, but I mean, West Ham, Bournemouth, Aston Villa. I mean, it's not it's not a super hard schedule for Wolves in no. the end of the season here. So we'll no. see what they can do, but they have yeah. to start winning these games, though. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to finish top four. I actually expect them to make kind of a run in the Europa League. I really do. Well, we'll I'm, I'm confident we'll in, see. in I Wolves. I mean, if you but... win the Europa League, you're in the Champions League. So That's right. Uh, They've got Inter, though. They've got Inter in, in the Europa League. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. And United now with Bruno Fernandez. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Kyle, who's your player of the week? It's got to be Bruno Fernandez, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I have. I mean, else, it's got to but... be uh, Bruno Fernandez for me. It's. I'm really salty about this as a Spurs fan, oh, knowing here we, that here we go. He's. I mean, he dude even said he expected to play for Spurs in the summer, but he's totally changed the whole atmosphere of United. After they beat City, I haven't seen Old Trafford burst out into cheers like that in like seven years. So um, this is a guy who's totally changed the whole complexity of the team. And uh, but you know, even for the game specifically, he just gave him that cutting edge. So I got I got I got to go, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, it's 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 hard to disagree with that, Kyle. Um, what have you got? Another United player. <laughs> No, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite here. Like it's, I'm gonna go with Aston Villa as the player of the week for Leicester because they were just so bad in that game <laughs> that it made Leicester look like the best team in the Premier League. That's that's how bad Aston yeah. Villa were. So their defense made Spurs' defense look good. Yeah. So I went in completely opposite direction with that, but yeah. Aston Villa were so bad in You're that awful. game that it made Leicester look so good. They make mistake after mistake after mistake, and in any game that Grealish isn't involved, like he wasn't against Leicester, yikes. They look like a championship squad. He's way too good for that team. Way too good. Uh, He won't be there next season, and Villa won't be in the Premier League next season. Probably not. But Leeds will. That would be interesting. They haven't been up for a while. so. Hopefully Bielsa's still there. That guy's crazy. The championship is interesting. Let's talk about that just for just a second there. Oh, I, mean, I like that you're pivoting this way. Uh, you know, it's you know as we look ahead, this this is one of the most championship, one of the most interesting championship 
races we've had in the wild. I mean, it looks like the first two are going to be Leeds and West Brom. And West Brom, you've heard of before, they've been kind of in and out of the Premier League yeah. for the last 15, 10 yeah. to 15 years. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, three teams in the Premier League get relegated to the championship, which is the second division. Mm-hmm. Three uh, championship teams get promoted. The top two automatically, and then third place to sixth place. is a playoff of right. sorts. Um, right. So... Leeds and West Brom are ahead by a healthy six-point margin over the third place, and there's only seven games left in the championship here, so there's not much. Oh, and Leeds are in first. No, there are nine games, I believe. Man, Um, Leeds is caught up. I know for a while West Brom is kind of running away with it, but good for Leeds. Uh, Fulham is in third. They look like they're going to make the playoff for sure. Yeah. Um, And then there's Barnsley, who've done well, Nottingham Forest, who's actually the same owner as... Olympiacos, which is another interesting story. Another uh, sort of traditional the, powerhouse, too. And then the 6th through, I would say, 13th, Kyle, is within 6 points here. This could yeah. be anybody from Preston North End to Cardiff to Swansea is even in it still oh, your boys. somehow. All right. Uh, I mean, they're 3 points behind, so they're, they're still in it, you yeah. have to say. Um, I don't expect them to be in it, but like be in the playoff, but That'd be cool. they're in the race for sure. Um, I'd love to see Swansea back, as you know. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the sixth-place team is rarely the one that gets it. But it has, ha- has uh, happened. It has well, happened. It happened last it has, season. It has happened. That's Aston Villa finished sixth last season. I'm going to say it has happened. But, I mean, would not be surprised if it's a Leeds-West Brom and then, like, a Fulham or Barnsley, just for how good they've been this season. But you got to say, though, uh, some traditional powerhouses uh, that could be coming back to the Premier League. Leeds United, for anyone who doesn't know um, – they're a team who was probably one of the biggest clubs in England forever mm-hmm. until the early 2000s, what they almost went into administration, right. almost went bankrupt. We're in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, I think they played in a Champions League semifinal um, in 2002 or something. Anyway, this is, a, yeah. this is a huge club, and they haven't been in the Premier League in a while. since like I was a kid even. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Brom always seemed to be in, in it. And out, Traditional yeah. club. Uh, Nottingham Forest they're have won Champions Leagues. They're, they're Can a traditional club too. Yeah, in the '80s with Brian Clough. So I would love to see all these traditional powerhouses come back. I also like Fulham. I mean, they're, yeah, they're a cute yeah, little yeah, club. Yeah, and I mean, and that stadium looks awesome right on the Raven River Thames. Cottage. Yeah, yeah it's another so. London team. So I don't really know much about Barnsley, but um, they've been good this season. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where Brighton striker came from. Is that right? Um, Malpay. I'm, I'm sorry. Why did I say Barnsley? I meant Brentford, but yes. Brentford. Yeah. I think that is still where yeah, Malpay came from. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see some old traditional powers come back, even if it means that Villa, also traditional, goes down. I don't think Norwich Burn- is. I would Burnmouth say, and Norwich. They're no. not traditional. No. Bournemouth Stadium sits, seats like 10,000 people. Yeah, Burnmouth too. It would be sad to see Eddie Howe go if all of he's done with Burnmouth, but, but. come on probably the end of the cycle yeah and brighton we know we all everyone knows how we feel about brighton yeah so last minute out of space amx yeah god amx no one even accepts amx i know (laughs) (laughs) well that's all we have for this week Kyle. man we got under 40 minutes we did for now um nice stay tuned next week for another match week 30 episode uh we just found out today that manchester city and arsenal is canceled so we won't talk about that but have all the match week 30 games and then we have a champions league podcast next week not this week to cover all four premier league teams i guess we have to see if the premier league matches even happen next week with this coronavirus nonsense will there be well i mean it's it's escalating quickly we'll see if there's 
audience in those games like we saw in Italy where they, they played. Be. So we'll see what happens, but uh, we'll keep you updated. For Kyle, I'm Justin. We'll see you later. See you guys.